Hey trail runners, welcome to episode 11 of the Trail Runners Experience. On today's episode, I am talking with Nick Keat, a local South Australian runner who has a, a fairly impressive repertoire of, of trail races under his belt and he is a hill climbing machine. And he sat down with me and to talk about a recent trip to Europe that uh, included the infamous Eiger 101. So sit back and enjoy the episode. Okay, so I'm sitting here with Nick Keat, um, La Sportiva athlete and uh, Adelaide-based runner. has just returned from a huge adventure over in Europe. And he's come to sit down with us today and to talk about his uh, running career. And so, Nick, welcome. How are you going? Yeah, good. All good. Uh, tight and fit. Yeah. Come, as you say, just come back from holiday, so it's uh, been nice and hot over in Europe and uh, come back to uh, hailing, raining, cold Adelaide. But yeah. Uh, roll on summer. That's it. Now, you're a long way from summer right now. Even though spring's only a few weeks away, you wouldn't think so. Um <laughs> So you, you said you went on a holiday. It's a bit more than a holiday, though, wasn't it? So um, what were you doing in Europe? Yes, I, um, I always base my holidays around an event. Um, so I ask my wife, where do you want to go? She picks the place where she wants to go, and then uh, I hunt down a race and do the race first. <laughs> nice. And then we, uh, we shoot off on holiday. So she wanted to go to Switzerland. Uh, there's a race over there called Eiger, um, Eiger 101. It's got uh, 6,700 metres climbing, so it's uh, so quite steep. 100 kilometres? Yeah, 101 k's. Yep. Six, over 6,700 metres. Yeah, wow. yeah, which is a lot of climbing. Compared to UTA, which is uh, about four, 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 four yeah, thousand four. which is considered still a fair yeah. climbing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, quite steep. Yeah, yeah and so um, how did you go? Short, short question. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. It was a good, good day. Um, I think I trained appropriately for it. Um, got a lot of vertical climbing. Um, overall, I was happy with my result, where I come, um, overall, and the race went well. So yeah. I didn't have any negative uh, thoughts through the race, uh, which could happen during a 100k race. Yeah, um, genuinely it happens most of the most time. Most time, yep, yeah. yep. Probably every race it's, I've done. It's happens. learning how to deal with it. But <laughs> yeah. so you, you felt yeah. like um, your, your preparation prepared you for it properly. Mm. Um, can you so before we go into that part? Oh, actually, speaking of your preparation, I was just looking on your Strava today, and I noticed you've got your yearly statistics. And I, you know, I don't like to be a statistic nerd too much, but you've done close to I think seventeen hundred seventeen hundred kilometers of running this year, but you've done something in the vicinity of oh, how many over seventy thousand meters climbing, mm, possibly. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. which is when you look at that as a ratio, that's that's a lot of climbing. Yeah. For um, for there's the people that have done a lot more kilometres, but I don't know anyone that's done that kind of ratio of climbing. I mean, the only reason I'd done that was because of um, Iger, because it's so steep. Yeah. So I knew I had to do the vert. So I done a, a really solid vert month. Um, where I just climb, 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 and then I backed it off a bit, and then I hit the climbs yeah. again. How <laughs> how um how much do you think that made a difference like you know did it did because i think there's um some wisdom some people think that you do too much climbing and it, it, it can tend to slow you down or do you think you had the right strength 
I think I'd done, so I just didn't just do climbing, so I still done my speed work, um, which I've now been to keep my speed, I guess, because you still need, if you're going uphill, well, then you need to come down downhill fast. So I had the pace going downhill, but I also had the legs conditioned, so the quads for the downhill, so yeah. they stayed strong. They didn't, they didn't get sore, and then you just... They didn't blow up. No, I didn't blow up. Yeah. No, no, Which stayed is, strong all day. Absolutely. So. Oh, that, um, no, it sounds right. You've got your preparation really good. Like, um, we've been for a few runs together, and you've taken me out on some of your vicious um, training grounds around Cleveland Conservation Park, most notably. And the loop there that you've um, that has been nicknamed Nick's Loop because it's, you know, you're, you've pieced it all together. And um, I remember the first time I ran it with you, Nick's loop, I think it's only a, it's about a seventeen kilometer loop with about fifteen hundred meters climbing. It's pretty savage, and I remember the first time I did it with you, I I was ready to chicken out after about about nine k's, and you you didn't give me that option, and <laughs> and so I uh, I managed to finish, and I'm it was very helpful for my training as well. So um yeah, so with um going just just going back to actually before I ask you more about your race, your IGAR race, I'd like to maybe, let's go back in time a little bit and let's talk about where you uh, started from when you started running. So you've, um, how long have you been running for? Um, I've been running since I was 32, um, so I'm 46 now, getting old. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and it started by uh, a mate who rang me on a Saturday night and said, oh, I'm going up the Barossa to do a half marathon, you want to come up and run? I will give it a go and uh, didn't really think too much of it and uh, ran and ran well, ran a 129 and I thought wow. well if I can run a 129 and I sort of finished up in the field a bit with that sort of result I guess and I thought well I've done a half I might as well do a full so then I started training for a full and just you know just continued on from there I guess um, so I've done a heap of uh, road marathons um, for I don't know probably Eight, eight to ten road marathons. Yeah, and then achieved the time that I wanted to in in that. Um, and then I got bored of that, so I um, uh, decided to do some Ironmans, but the I couldn't swim. So <laughs> it's I, essential. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit. We got to do a three point eight k swim. It's a bit of an issue. Yeah, I'm, I'm a terrible swimmer. Yeah, I think you're not alone. A lot of our distance runners are bad swimmers. Bad swimmers. But once, yeah. yeah, yeah. So carry on. Yep. So I um, took up adult swimming classes for a year. Yeah. Um, determined to learn to swim. Got that nailed, and then uh, got a bike and started riding, and then done probably six or seven Ironmans, I guess. Oh, wow. Um, Where did you do those? Any, any oh, big just ones? Only in Australia. Um, yeah. Yeah, so all the big ones in Australia, Busseldon, Melbourne, Cairns, yeah. uh, Port Macquarie. Um, that's the four, I guess. Um, Ironman training is so um, it's so much more time-consuming, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a lot, lot more. It's, it takes yeah. over your life a bit, so you've got to be careful with it all. Um, it, it does cause family issues if, you, if you're not careful. Cause it's, yeah. It just... You just Training morning and night, so you're sort of training, you know, fifteen to twenty hours a week every week. Um, takes yeah. up a lot of time. So, yeah, I got I got to do yeah, got to do what I wanted to do on that in the in my results. Um, never made it to Kona. Never, I wasn't quick enough. Um, but it wasn't my main goal. Main goal was just to enjoy it. Um, yes, I got bored of that and then uh, started taking up trail running. Um, so I've been trail running now since two thousand and fourteen, I think. So not that long, um, three or four years, four years, 
four years now. So yeah, but I've done a few, a few hundreds now, and fifties, and sixties, and seventies, and yeah. Oh wow! Place, so. And um, mm. you, how do you find Adelaide as a training ground for trail running? Oh, I think it's brilliant. I think we're we're so lucky here. We can we can hit the flats if we want and uh, run along the beach or along Linear Park, or we can run in the hills and we've got. You know, we've got foothills all the way from Atherston to Belair that we can just create our own trails. There's plenty of vert if you want it. Um, there's not long hills um, not yeah. compared to European hills. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but there's still some steep hills. Oh, know. some steep hills, yeah. but they're only fairly short. That's the that's the only problem when you yeah. try to race in Europe. You just can't you can't do that sort of hill. And when, when you're training for a race where you're going up into out, proper altitude, yeah, altitude you yeah. know we don't i mean what how high is mount lofty and yeah, probably not even <laughs> 700 meters above yeah. which is most of these town races that you probably do don't even start at 700 no, meters no, they, they started at a thousand i guess started at a yeah. thousand i think it was <laughs> yeah oh wow so you've um you've, you've been, i mean you've been running a while so that's um that's really really cool um and i suppose in the time that you've been running in um trail running specifically you would have seen, you said 2014, you, you would have seen quite a few changes in trail running generally. Like, I mean, I've, I've noticed, I mean, there's a lot more events and whatnot now, and I guess that's good. It, and the way I see it, and I've spoken to a few people, it creates more depth of runners and makes a bit more competition. Do you feel that's a good thing? Yeah, I think, it, I think it's good. I think, um, you know, there's different uh, different people are taking on different events here. So you've got your Migo and um, Trail SA and... Sark and yeah, um, I think the only issue with um, Trail SA is that the events are getting too big, um, so they're getting a lot of people, which is great, really, really good. But they're going to need to accommodate the races so they don't get congested, and I, yeah, that's my only concern for that. They need to think differently, I think, on how they run their races. Well, they recently had to cap one of their races, I think it was. Um down at, uh, where was it? Down south somewhere. And, yep. um, yeah, and so they've had to put a cap on the races. Um, I, I think, yeah, you're probably right. But I mean, they do try very hard to keep it sustainable and oh, accessible. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah. Overall, I think that, um, that it's largely positive what trail running is oh, doing. Definitely, and, yeah, um, huge, yeah. huge. I mean, seeing the numbers that are out is, is amazing, really. To yeah. get a thousand runners out on the trails in SA is just insane. Yeah. It's just brilliant. To yeah, see. absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you've done um, quite a few races. What like what's your preferred distance in, in ultras? Like you're not a hundred mile man as such, are you? But you you like the climbing. I haven't done a miler yet. Yeah. Um, it's on the cards, but that's fairly. I keep low key, so um, yeah, it's on the cards and will happen. Um. Uh, probably my preferred distance is probably between 60 and 80, I guess. Because um, normally in a 100k race at that point, you're just like, I'm a bit over this, I'm, I'm stuffed. Pull me out of here or shoot me because yeah. I've had enough. Um, yeah, but right. after I go, you know, it went really well and I had no negative thoughts. And it was like, oh, I could keep running here. I feel really good. Um, so, yeah, generally 60 to 70, I guess, is probably my preferred distance. Yeah, it's, it's still ultra, but it can be kind of a... If there's such a thing like a fast ultra. Faster, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I definitely feel that too in a sense. But um, um, so you're um, 
you so you're not going to give us any input until the hundred miles. So you've got a, a hundred miler on the back burner somewhere. Yeah, it's on the back burner. Yeah. Um, but I keep fairly low key about my races on what I, I do, so there's no pressure on. You do. You're a bit of an enigma. I you don't even use your, your real name on Strava. No, I don't good. post everything on Strava either. So. Yeah, that's good. That's um, it's uh, I think that's a good thing. I I personally, I think Strava. I mean, it's a wonderful um, motivational tool for a lot of people, but I feel that it can be a lead. It can lead to a little bit of overtraining and a little bit of um, running too fast too often. It, you know, once you st- since I've gone into coaching, especially, I noticed. You know, because with all these segments and yeah. you know, constantly going after segments and you know, burning out. And it's great. Nothing nicer than getting that little crown next to your name, even if it's only for a day. <laughs> Someone comes and chases it. But you know. It's like every run becomes a competition, yeah. and it, sometimes you've just got to go. Look, I need to run slowly today, yeah. so you need yeah. to run for a reason, not just run to yeah. get um, Strava segments. And I've yeah. never, I don't think I've got any Strava segments, but oh. I never go out and look for a Strava segment. I just yeah, run, run for a reason. So. Exactly. It's yeah. um, it, no, it's it is like I say, and the whole running boom I think is that we're experiencing now is because of things like Strava. Yeah. And um, I remember back in the day, oh, a few years back, I used to use um. What was it called Runkeeper for right. a while? That was my first sort of when I got uh, into longer running. I was using Runkeeper, and I, in some ways, I thought it was better than Strava. Except Strava has that community aspect of it, like yep. you know, where you can, can give people kudos. Yeah. For some reason, that's a good thing. But it does feel nice, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, you've so go, we'll go back and we'll talk a little bit about um your experience over at Iga. I'd like to go in a bit into a bit more depth if we can. So it um so you said it's over six thousand meters elevation for a hundred kilometers. Um and and you've done a lot of a lot of uh, altitude or vert training to deal with that. And so just take us through uh, maybe if you could take us through the race a little bit mm-hmm. and you because I'm really interested to know about your mindset because you um you mentioned that you you have you stayed in the in a positive place. And for anyone that's done an ultra that's really hard to do. So we got to the race a couple of days early. Um, I don't like to get there a week out. I think it's too long. Just sort of walking around, chomping at the bit and just using nervous energy that you don't need to use. Um, so we visited other towns before we got there and then just got there on the Thursday, I think. And then the race was Saturday morning. Uh, race kicked off at 4, which was a, a very early start. And 4 a.m.? Yeah, wow. meant up at 2.30 and... Yeah. Up with the wife, who wasn't overly impressed, and uh, got to the start line. Um, but the, the start was good. It was You didn't have to get to the start early and try and get a position, like, say, UTMB, where you would. Um, there was only, I don't know, around 600 or so runners, I think. Um, but the there was a road section uh, for the first few Ks, so you, it got to split up the, um, the field a fair bit, um, so you could put yourself in the right position. From, so from that point. Before you were climbing. Yeah, before you were climbing. Then you yeah. went bang into a climb and you know, headlights yeah. on and off you go sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just trudge away, wait for the sun to come up. And that what? come up fairly early over there, about 5.30. Uh, yeah. The sun was up, so it was... Being summer, did it get hot? Yeah, it was all? very hot. The whole yeah. the race itself was um, around 30, 33 degrees. Mm. Um, it was quite warm and it, a lot of sections were exposed. Um, so you're climbing up the steep climbs in the, the hot, hot, hot. If you didn't have enough water, you were gone. You know, yeah, right. You were 
So did you, um, what was the, the aid stations like um, in terms of, so you could refuel your water, how yeah, far apart? They, they were pretty good over there. They had probably, oh, I reckon over 100 k's, probably over 10. Um, oh, so good. there was a lot, there was a lot of aid stations and they were well stocked. I mean, I didn't really use them. I just filled up once um, with water at the halfway point. <laughs> that was my plan. Um, I sort of, I, I like to carry my own nutrition. Uh, I don't know, I like to use what's at um, aid stations because you don't know what you're, what you're having. Um, so your nutrition, you you spend, you use Infinite? Yeah, I use Infinite. Um, One of your sponsors? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I use Infinite uh, for the whole race, um, yep. but I also mix it up with um, gels, bars, and um, french fried chips, believe it or not, the little, so little packets. Yeah, nice salty taste. Yeah. Um, just as a little reward, I guess. It, nice it's so. good and the, the carbs and that are pretty good too i yeah. suppose yeah. yeah that's right yep yep something different so something savory so savory yeah. is good when you have all that sweet stuff so. i love chips in a race you know? <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. yeah so you were um so it got quite hot and so you're in you're running up into the mountains like you started at just over a thousand meters you reckon and then yeah. so i think the maximum in climbing was only 2500 but you could actually there was sections where at the high points where you could start to feel the altitude sickness. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I got a headache. Um, Especially with the, the exertion, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, I did actually feel that. Just popped a couple of Panadol just to oh, get, yeah. get rid of my headache sort of thing. And I yeah. knew that was the problem because uh, I've experienced before in other races uh, in Norway when I've done a race over there. Wow. Um, uh, so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't worried about it. Um, but uh, I think I paced myself well on this race, and that's why it um, turned out well. So I spoke to other people who have done the race, and um, they said keep your legs um, for the 50k point, and then after 50, you know, start start going for it. Then so it was probably about 40k's, and um, there was a downhill section, and I I felt really good. I it just felt fresh, so I put the pace on down there and end up you know passing probably a lot of people down that section. And yeah, cool. I think when you start to pass someone, you know, you, your confidence grows. Um, and that's and that just gives you a positive mind, mindset the whole time. So uh, I would see someone up ahead and think, yep, I've got them. Look for the next person that's a kilometre ahead and let's catch them. The um, hunter. Yeah, just, just hunting them down. So, um, yeah, no, it worked out well. It worked out well. So... Um, as the race continued on, I just kept picking up people along the way. Um, I think I was back in about 70th position and probably picked up around oh, 30, 30 odd positions. Um, oh wow! Afterwards, so yeah, started started picking up a few. Um, but around the uh, would have been or oh, probably about the 85k mark, there was a a storm that. Um, come in and I could I could see it in the distance and you could hear it coming oh, wow. and it was pretty black and dark and uh, a proper mountain storm yeah yeah a proper one and you've got like carbon fiber hiking sticks so it's um oh. probably not ideal yeah um, right <laughs> so I was thinking oh I need to get out off this mountain and into into the tree line down into the tree line because it wasn't that far away probably three or four k's so I just put the pace on I guess and um flew down into the, the tree line and then got to the checkpoint at 92 k's and they actually stopped the race oh. um, because of the because of the storm so we all got chauffeured into this little tent and uh, we ended up staying there for an hour and a half 
Oh, really? Yeah. Um, they sort of they buzzed us in with the timers when we when we come in and then buzzed us back out when we um, got got to go again. Um, but they did cut the race five k short um, because of the because of the storm. But That's a lot a of people, yeah, yeah, it was a bit frustrating. But you got to think of safety first. So, yeah. Um, it's quite treacherous up there, I guess, with the with the rain and slipperiness, and yeah. a lot of people actually got moved with gondolas um, to different checkpoints because it was too dangerous. So they wow. missed a lot of the race. So we only missed five k's. Um, yeah, the whole timing thing got a bit stuffed up, I guess you could say. Um, when they buzzed us in and buzzed us out, I don't know what happened there, but. Um, we all finished around the same time, which we shouldn't have, so I don't so know how that So what did went. everyone do? So they let you run the last a couple more k's together? Yeah, just down to the finish of the two did and a half k's. Did people race or did they stay well, together? No, they raced. So yeah. I, I thought I'll finish, I'll start at the end and let everyone go. Out of respect. For the well, people. and then I could run my own race. and yeah. um, But then I finished behind everyone else, which just didn't seem right. So I was just sitting in about 35th and then ended up 43rd, which I don't know. It seems to me like I would you would expect to be some kind of gentleman's agreement, you know, like that. Well, they they buzz you in, yeah. So they exactly. buzz you in with a timer, so it should be done by time. And then we got yeah. a fifty minute penalty on the the five k's, which I thought was oh. a bit a bit harsh, but um, that's it's a slow five k's. Yeah, it's a very very slow five k's. <laughs> I mean, there's that's a that's an uphill five k. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So. But yeah, in the end, that was cool. That that's, yeah. that's life. That's how it is. Uh, it is the nature of trail running. I mean, they did the same at Buffalo this year. They stopped the race at, at the 50k mark. Did they? Yeah. 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 For, but only for people who didn't get there by a certain, a certain time. time. Yeah. Luckily, I got through. Three. But yeah. 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 Um, then no. we, we rolled down into the finish and uh, the finishers' medal, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's a part of the Iger Stone, so the Iger Mountain. They collect the stone from there and they drill a hole in it, and it's like this. Cool stone. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was kind of cool. It's like probably the best little medal I've got, I think. It's good when they do something <laughs> unique um, with the finishes medal. It's like what um, Different. Ben Hawkins has done with the Hubert 100. Oh, yeah. Race. He yeah. uses the, um, they're, they're wooden. Yeah, they look cool. Carved. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, I do sometimes, you see a lot of finishes medal that look very corporate and very yeah. much the same, same. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, people, there's always a lot of discussion about finishes medals and I especially in a big race, like I want a medal. If I've if I've done it, I feel you know like it's not the reason I run, but it's quite often the last ten fifteen k's, that's what I, I might think of that as a motivator yep. to get me through. Yep. And I think you know it is nice to have, and I'll wear it around my neck for the remainder of the day, but then <laughs> yep. I won't wear it. I won't. I'll, then I'll hang it up somewhere, and that's yep. it. Yeah. But I just think, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, a lot of the cheaper races now, they don't have medals at all. Yep. Or, you you know, so, yeah, it's weird. But yeah, there's different different opinions on it, I guess. I, yeah. I don't think, I think you should get the option when you enter, uh, if you want a medal or not, and it's just on your bib. It's a good um, idea, actually. That, uh, yep, this person's medal. paid for a medal, they get a medal. You know, for me, I don't want a medal, I've got a million medals, so I don't. Yeah. just gets thrown in the cupboard so yeah but, you know other people want medals and that's fine that's cool so. no that's a that's a really good point um so um yeah i think it would be good that way you could save some money that way um and i know a lot of big races they either run out of medals mm. or they quite often um have end up with a surplus of medals yeah. and then they they can't really do anything with them no, no, you just know. Wait. no yeah yeah um i wanted to ask you you're doing you're doing some coaching as well now so you've been um, coaching 
uh, through up coaching yeah, Brendan Davies outfit. Yeah. yeah, so I had a uh, caught up with Brendan earlier this year uh, over in Sydney, and he's he was looking for someone to take up up coaching into SA. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was this is something I always wanted to do and want to do more of, I guess. Um, so yeah, I put my hand up for that, and uh, and I'm loving it at this stage. It's uh, really good. It's um, quite rewarding. Um, getting people to events and seeing them improve. Yeah. Um, it's quite time consuming, but uh, I really enjoy it. So it's something I hope to build on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Further on. Um, do you do a, a lot of some Adelaide based runners or yeah, you some doing... Adelaide based. I've got Adelaide, um, Mount Gambier, Canberra. Oh, okay. Um, Brisbane. The yeah. beauty of the internet. So, yeah, all over. Yeah, and we just do FaceTime once a week and have a chat and catch up and then. I just set them the plan for the week, yep. and we uh, you know discuss the plan, discuss what happened the week before, and just go from there. So it yeah. works well. Works really good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, no, I um, so would you? Could you see yourself doing it full time? Oh, definitely. That's where yeah. I want to head. Um, so I'm an electrician by trade. Right. Um, I'm cutting down to four days a week, um, as from hopefully next week. Oh, great! Um, to take over coaching more because it takes up a fair bit of time. Yeah. Um, so I'll build the, the clients a bit more. I don't want to. I don't want to overcommit. I th- think you need someone's paying for a service. They need to be looked after. Um, Absolutely. Um, yeah. So so I'll need to work less at work and more on the more on the coaching. So. Yeah. No, it's, it can be very satisfying, especially you know, when you take when you when you help someone sort of exceed their own expectations. I mm. think. I mean, I I personally think it's as rewarding as finishing one of my own races yeah. you know yeah. and i think you've got to have that level of commitment to yeah. to actually do to be a good coach because it's very you know it's 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 important to that person yeah. so and, and if they're going to pay you you've got to do it you know like yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. right. Yeah. No, it's that, just not a cut and paste program you want to it's a one-on-one there's a lot of guys out there that do that and yeah. then, i mean there's a lot of free training plans out there and 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 people, I think a lot of people just go, oh yeah, I'll just do a stock standard one off that I found on the internet. Yeah. But I think working with a real coach, who someone with experience and like knowledge mm. of, um, you can't you can't you replace can't that. that. No, I no. think I think experience, I think experience is a lot. Um, Absolutely, it's a lot more than a piece of paper. Yeah. Um, to say you've done this course. Um, yeah. I think experience, you can't beat that. Yeah, um, and the things that you've learnt through all your experiences, yeah. you know, and it builds up. And yeah. I mean, you've done, like you said, you've done dozens of races, and um, no, uh, absolutely. And I think you, I've, I think from my personal experience, um, you do doing so much. Um, when you start to work with more and more clients, you f- figure out what works differently motivationally for one client might not work for the, uh, for another client, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. and helping them, yeah. So. Um, Everyone's what, different, I guess. Every, yeah. every athlete's different. So different you, situation. Um, I've asked this question a few times to other coaches. I asked it uh, of Brendan Davies the other day, actually. Um, if you could pass on one piece of you know, your best advice to a, like a, a beginning trail runner, like what would it be? Like something that has sort of helped you or driven you as a runner. Um. Probably two things. As a beginner, I would say build up slowly. Um, so don't don't think you can just go out and run a hundred k race. Um, build up and get that base. So do a heap of fifty k, sixty k, seventy k, and then 
and then do the 100 and be successful at the 100. Um, don't go on up to 100 and blow up. Um, you want to make it a good experience. So be smart about your build. Um, more for, sorry. So, no, you go, sorry. Um, so more for experienced runners um, that have been around for a little while is uh, nutrition. Um, if you speak to probably 90% of people, they've got no idea about nutrition. And they, you ask them how many carbs they get in per hour and they've got no idea. And they're not fueling. So you can run all you want and train all you want, but if you're not uh, getting your nutrition in, well, it's uh, potentially game over. It's not all the time game over, but um, to me it's 80% training and 20% uh, nutrition. So it's an easy one, it's a given, but you've got to get it right. It takes practice yeah. and knowledge. I Absolutely. I, I um, couldn't agree more. I think nutrition, and I, like my running has improved personally. The more, as soon as I started taking nutrition more seriously, and my own running has improved heaps, you know. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to, running doesn't have to suck all the time. You know, people think, oh, it's going to always hurt. But, you know, if you're eating right, you're going to keep yourself fueled and your recovery will be better too because yep. you don't deplete yourself as much. Yep. But yeah, no, that's um, that's really good advice. I um, It's different to some of the other advice I've got too. But um, I um, just moving on. So you do you have any plans for the remainder of your this racing year so that you can tell us? <laughs> not, not, uh, not really. Well, the, the milers this year, so... Um, ah. The secret miler. Yeah, so that's on the, on the cards. Um, but that's about it. Um, I don't want to commit to anything else. I think a miler's a... I've never done one, so <coughs> I'm going to have a different approach to training. Um, going to be doing a lot of more back-to-back -back runs. Probably probably the Friday and the Sunday is, is my plan to two longer runs, um, just to get the Ks on the legs. Back-to-backs um, back are fantastic, I mm. think. Running that second day yep. is so hard. Yeah, and it's it good. Is, it is good. It yeah, is good. Um, but that's probably it for this year. Um, at the moment, it do may you, change. You'll have to do a fair bit more mileage. Do you think? Do you think you'll be increasing your mileage um, a great deal? A little bit. I mean, I'm I'm one for quality rather than quantity. Yep. Um, a lot of people do. To me, they do junk miles. Um, yeah. You know, they they might say oh, I do hundred k's a week or I do hundred fifty k's a week, but how good are those? How good are those kilometers? How yeah? You know, are you fatigued every time you go out for a run, and you're just getting no gain from it? Yeah. I mean, everyone's different. Some people can do a lot of k's. Some people can't. For me, I probably do between sixty and eighty k's a week. So, in general, that's not a lot for someone like myself. Um, Probably people like myself probably do you know, up around the 120 to 150 a week. Um, I don't believe for me that's the right thing to do, so I don't do that. Yeah. Um, for the for the miler, I'm probably going to be upping that to probably 100 k's a week, um, just because I think I'm going to need that time on legs, <coughs> running yeah. in the dark, uh, getting used to that. So. Yeah, I I think it's a good idea. It's about good conditioning as as opposed to just running yourself into fatigue all the time, isn't yeah. it? And, um, yeah. I um, the one of the things I've trained a couple of guys that have done milers. I've never done a miler myself either. I would like to do one in the next twelve months or so. Um, but one of the things that I have set a task I generally set them is um to yeah really increase their night running because no matter unless you're someone like Jim Wormsley or Scott Jurek or whatever, <laughs> you're not going to finish in the day. You're no, gonna you're right. gonna end up doing probably running all night. You yeah, know, yeah. and 
that is a, a so dealing with the sleep deprivation mm. as well as dealing with having to keep moving, you know. And so I, I quite often will tell tell guys, you know, if you've worked a full week at work, go out and do your Friday night long run. Yeah. On your tired, you've had a, a tired week. Yeah. And then um. That's what I'm planning. Was the Friday night. Yeah. Friday night and then a Sunday long run. Yeah. With your girl. It's it's um <laughs> probably good coming up. Now the the nights are not quite as short as long as uh, win- running through a winter. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, I I I'm not going to say it on the thing, but I have a sneaking suspicion I know what your event is that you're doing. But no, that's good. Um, yeah. So, um, I was going to ask you about your sponsors you've got a number of sponsors um did you want to talk a little bit about who they are um so I'm, my major sponsor is la sportiva yeah um i really appreciate um they've been around for a very long time haven't yeah, they? yeah yeah I, I really like so i used to run a different um brand shoe um and found them uh, very soft and wear out it's one of the more common running shoes i guess you say trail running shoes although i mentioned the name yeah. Um, so I swapped to La Sportiva and gave them a go and found them really hard wearing. Um, and I met Matt, um, who's the La Sportiva rep in Australia. I met him over in Annecy when I'd done the World Champs over there. Um, and he said, you know, do I want to join the team? So that was 2015, I think. Um, so yeah, I've been lucky enough to be on that team now for three years and, um, They've been good to you. Yeah, they've been really good, really, really yeah. good. They supply your clothing and shoes, and um, it's it's really appreciated, and it's it's good quality stuff. So it's good quality shoes, good quality clothing. Um, yeah, it's really, I'm really lucky, very lucky. Yeah, awesome. And so they're your major sponsor. Any others that you uh, so want to draw got, out to? Uh, Infinite Nutrition. Um, they supply my nutrition for the long races. Um, if you haven't thought about nutrition, have a think about uh, Infinite. Yeah, it's a simple product to take. It's just powder. It's um, you can custom mix it to whatever you want. Um, I think that's pretty awesome. That's pretty, pretty unique. Isn't yeah, it? You know, yeah, there's like, not too many people that do that, uh, and it works out really cheap. If you if you work it out compared to gels, it's um, it's actually cheaper than gels. So it's um, you know, something to look into, um, and it works a treat. I just find it easy. It just sits in my stomach. It's just simple to take. I could have it all day long. Yeah. I've been I've been using it for years before I got sponsored by them. Um, it just works. Yeah. Yeah. I um I I do agree. I I haven't had a lot of um infinite, but I do the when I've used it, I I've actually really enjoyed it. I want to start take using it a bit more often. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so <coughs> definitely easy to drink and, and um yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um the um and that, there are any others you said mentioned. Uh, so BKT um trail store uh, helped me out. Um. They're yep. a new trail store uh, run by Beck and Keith. Um, new trail store in Adelaide. Um, it's good. It's our first trail store here. Yeah. Um, good little it, shop. Yeah, it's a really cool shop actually. Um, it's it's well decked out. Beck and Keith know what they're on about. Um, Beck's actually at the moment over in America doing a big race over there called Bigfoot 200 Mile. 200 um, Mile. 200 Mile, yeah. Because 100 monster. Mile's not enough. No, it's a monster race, that one. So yeah. She's tracking well at the moment. She's, so. a, she's a beast of a runner. Yeah. yeah. They're really nice people and um, really helpful, so I appreciate their help. Yeah. Uh, also got uh, pickle juice. Uh, pickle juice is used for cramping. Um, it's uh, I use it for cramping, but I also use it for a 
a bit of a relief from the sweet gels and uh, gels and stuff that you take on, on an ultra. So it's yeah, more yeah. of a savoury taste. Um, but if you've got cramping coming on, then you you just whack down this pickle juice and it it tricks the mind into into cramping. And uh, it's a it's a proven product, believe it or not. Um, Steph Gaskell from um, Nutritional Strategies put me onto it, um, who has also helped me out a lot. Um, yeah, it's a really it's a really simple, easy product to use. So. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. I'm, I I understand, I think I mentioned to you before, like pickle juice, I know it's good stuff, but I need maybe I need more practice on it because it, it makes me gag. And um, I'd probably rather do a shot of tequila in a race than do, than drink because I have the same effect. Um, but no, I'll give it another crack one of these days. Um, just backtracking a little bit, you mentioned about the World Championships before. So can what, what happened there? When was that? Uh, yeah, it was back in 2015 over in uh, Annecy in France, um, just rep- representing Australia on that one. Um, was it for the trails, world trails? Yeah, world trail champs, yep. Um, That's awesome. 86k one, I can't remember how much of it was, I think it was 5.7 five, or something like that. Um, but it was, yeah, beautiful, beautiful race, nice area. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we with a bit of an injury, three weeks out, I strained my calf and Unfortunately, that's, uh, that's life, that's running, and uh, it made for a long race, but still enjoyed it. It was one of the races that I really enjoyed, um, just because I, I knew I couldn't run, I couldn't, I couldn't stride out. Yeah. So it was just uh, more of a social run and uh, take a few photos and meet a few people, so I yeah, actually cool. really enjoyed it in the end. So it wasn't a, a bad race, it was just an unfortunate thing, that's, that's running. Yeah. That's, you know, if you don't want to get injured. Uh, don't run. It's pretty amazing that you got to represent Australia too, though. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. It was a good experience. Really cool, cool experience. Appreciate that one. So it was yeah. good. So I wanted to ask you about um, hill climbing because you being a bit of a vert master, <laughs> um, you um, maybe give us a little bit of insight into climbing hills and what you do. So uh-huh. how yeah. you do it? Um, so for Iger. Um, I got some poles, uh, hiking poles. Um, it's the first race I decided to use them because it's so much burnt. I thought I'm going to give these poles a go. Um, so I got them and just uh, YouTubed it on how to do it and um, soon learned how to do it. Once you get out there and you give it a bit of a go, then um, they, uh, I just trained and trained for probably four months just with poles. Every long run I had my poles, um, learned a good way to put them away um, using the naked belt, which is a, a fairly new belt that's out at the moment. Um, just It's easy to get the pole, poles away quickly. That's one of the biggest drawbacks with poles is being able to carry them. Yeah, I think that scares a lot of people off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So you know, when you get to the top of a climb, you want to be able to put them away quickly and get running. Um, you don't want to be trying to around with your pack trying to get them in so um, that worked well um, but yeah so climbing uh, probably my advice on it is just um, short sharp steps so it's, it's probably fairly obvious but um, a lot of people try and stride out too much and um, push too hard um, yep. the more you the more you're upright the, the more oxygen you can get in and, and breathe and you just take short sharp steps uh, and use the poles. So if you're going to be using poles, don't don't put the poles way out in front of you. Just keep them low um, down near your feet. Yep. And just just push off them. And I I find it best to sort of do one by one rather than two by two. If you know what I mean, like putting two down and 
going forward. I just do one by one. Oh yeah. Um, I've seen that on the on the really really steep hills, people will got revert to like almost like this cross country skiing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I tried that. It didn't work for me. Uh, I found one by one um, just worked better. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so definitely getting used to it, using them a lot. Practice. Yeah. I mean, I practiced four months every long run. And yeah. Even training runs during the week, if I was doing hill reps, I would just use them up. Um, I wasn't then, using them downhill. Um, I found I was either stabbing myself or tripping over the bloody thing. So, I've done that too. <laughs> so yeah. I gave up on the downhill with them. Um, I think they would help and save your quads a bit um, if you can manage to run with them, if, if it's efficient to run with them. Um, everyone's different, so yeah, it, it's practice, I guess. And I did try a fair bit, but it just didn't work. So I, I decided, no, just let's get them away and run with them. So yeah, yeah, that's what worked for me. No, I think that's some good advice. I um, yeah, I've I've, I've used poles, and in my my biggest thing, my biggest prep for them was just having a go, trial and error, yep. and doing what felt comfortable. Mm. I mean, I watched quite a few YouTube videos, and because I really didn't know. And um, but you know, I I think here in the Adelaide Hills, there's not really any races where you really need them no. because we're not climbing for that long. Although you do see people using them, and uh, no judgment, no judgment here. But it's yeah, but they're good. You can find a nice steep hill to run up and down, hey. And, yeah, and there's oh, good yeah. practice. There's, there's plenty of hills here to do that. So yeah, yeah. Um, no, good. that's awesome. So um, and what I might do is what wind it up in a second but and I'll do something that I do with everybody who I've interviewed lately and I'm trying to turn it into a bit of a thing I suppose and it, um, and that's finish off with the fast five questions mm-hmm. okay so I hit you with five questions and you've got to give them um, I may change the questions down the track but at the moment these seem to work pretty well um, yeah shortest answer you can give me uh-huh. um, so question one favourite Running film. Jeez. If you uh, have Forrest Gump. Yeah. Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. Yeah, because that's sort of my nickname anyway. I call call myself RFR. Run Forest uh, Run. Yeah, Run Forest Run. Oh, uh, so, cool. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I think. Look, the beard, everything. Yeah, it he sums up a lot of about um, running, even though it's not even a running film. <laughs> but it's good. You're not the first person to say that. I think this is a pretty easy answer, um, but question two is roads or trails? Yeah, trails. I've been there, done that, roads, yeah. over that, um, definitely trails. Yeah. Um, question three, I want you to finish this sentence for me. Running gives me... A sense of achievement. A sense of achievement. That's a good one. Question four, uh, what is your bucket list race if you haven't run it yet? Um, I guess the UTMB would be one, um, although I think it would be quite crowded. Um, I'm planning on doing Levado next year, and I think that's going to be a bit of a bucket list. Levado, yeah. where's that? That's over in Italy. Um, it's 120 k's. La Sportiva is sponsoring it, so um, for the first time this year. So I'm keen to do that, and also one in Iceland three weeks later. Oh wow! That's the plan for next year. So. Yeah. So you've got a big bucket. Yeah, yeah, big bucket. You only live once, so yeah. go for it. Well, it's another opportunity for a holiday, as you say. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, in question five, the last kilometre, um, what is your favourite post-race treat? Post-race would be pizza. Pizza? Yeah, pizza. Um, yeah. Probably not that night after a race, because I'm just a bit 
dead, I guess, normally. Um, just the next day, pizza and a beer. Pizza yep. and a beer. Yep. And it, what's your favourite type of pizza? Oh, just supreme as much as possible on it. Just, yeah. Yeah. Throw it on. Replenish. It's got basically got everything. You got a bit of meat for protein. You got some plenty of carbs. That's right. No, that's great. I, I am a fan of the pizza as well. No, Mick, that um, that's really awesome. Thank you for coming and chatting to me and, and share, sharing your uh, Iger experience and all that and all your knowledge. Um, and I will we'll have to keep everyone posted about the mysterious Milo that's coming up in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. All right. All right, man. No worries. Thank Take you. Care. All right. Catch you. Bye bye. I hope you really enjoyed that chat with Nick. Such an amazing story of his Iger experience. And I also hope that you're really enjoying these episodes of the podcast. I really enjoy bringing them to you. And I enjoy talking about running. It's my number one passion. I'm, and one of the things I do with my passion is I'm a coach. And I specialize in all distances. So if you would love me to help you to improve your running... Uh, just hit me up via the Facebook page, Distance Runners Unlimited, or um, you can send me an email, uh, distancerunnersunlimited at gmail.com, and maybe I can help you become the best runner you can be. Thanks for listening. See you later.